Ready? Go. Hey everyone, this is Heather Whaley. And this is Frank Whaley. And this is episode five of the Podemicast. 2020. It's catchy. Coming at you from the podcast studio in the basement of our house. I'm going to try very much to uh, concentrate on not lip-smacking. Yeah, you're That's, doing a lot of lip-smacking. Yeah. Um, lip-smacking, for those of you who don't know, sounds like this. <laughs> Trying to do less of that. So I learned something today, which is kind of terrifying. Did you know that the, the 1918 flu was the most deadly flu in the history of humanity, right? Right. Researchers from the CDC set out to find that virus so that they could study it to prevent future pandemics. And I believe they like recreated it at the CDC. Like they keep portions of viruses and deadly things like smallpox in like a locked room at the CDC so they can study them. Can you imagine if it, if wow. like the wrong person was working at the CDC? Yeah. That's, you know, that, that would be, that, that's, yeah, that, that's terrifying. A horror movie. Imagine if they had like young Frank Whaley working at the, working at the CDC, like you used to work at the law firm and you would just they go, also, go to auditions and not, and not come back or throw, throw away. They would ask you to file all those papers and you just throw them in the garbage. You know what else they keep at the CDC? What? All of Jeremy Piven's performances. <laughs> I just slip smacked. Um, <sighs> so I was reading about how Amazon in Europe is stopping delivery to people's homes and they're only going to be delivering medical supplies. That's just now they're doing that? No, I read that the other day. Oh, okay. And so I started kind of panicking that we weren't, weren't going to be able to get food if right. this goes on a really long time. So I went on, on Amazon and I found out that you can't buy pasta on Amazon. And so that sort of sent me into this spiral. Never right. mind the fact that we can go to the grocery store and get pasta. Yes. But it sent me on this spiral because it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I bought uh, canned tomatoes. I bought what I thought was a six-pack of they're called red pack canned tomatoes and I just put them in the cart and I bought them and then I was checking the order and what did we find out that I paid $99 I paid like 98.99 yeah. for six cans of tomatoes like I said $99 so I quickly tried to cancel the order I was furious because that's price gouging six cans of tomatoes don't cost $99 so Amazon said because it was from a third party they couldn't cancel it so I found the third party. I reached out to them. I, there was a phone number. I called them, and they said, you want to cancel your order? And I said, yes, I'm going to cancel my order, and I should report you to Amazon for price gouging. There is a crisis going on. How dare you? And so the guy was very nice. He said, I'll cancel the order. I'm so sorry. And then I got a call from the owner of the company saying, I, I heard you wanted to cancel the order. Um, what's wrong? I said, you you should be ashamed of yourself charging $99 for six cans of tomatoes. And he said, that's what those cans always cost. He said, this order that you placed weighs 55 pounds. They were like giant industrial-sized canned tomatoes for like institutions and restaurants. Well, that's a great story. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I guess one, one of the things we're in, the, in the pandemic, we're changing our definition of funny. Oh. 
Um, no, but that's crazy. That's crazy. By the way, um, it just occurred to me yesterday we were trying to remember, or I was trying to remember, the name of a certain comedian. Right. Um, and his name, just uh, just so you know, was Rip Taylor. And I was, uh, and the way I found out this name of this guy, Rip Taylor, is I Googled guy who threw glitter. That's literally what I put in my Google search, and up came Charles Elmer Rip Taylor Jr., I remember that guy. Was he on the Love Boat? Well, we were talking yesterday. Oh, yes, he was. He made several yeah. appearances on Fantasy on Love Boat. Do you, you think would... if if there was the Love Boat on now, you would be on Love Boat? I absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I am on the equivalent of Love Boat. I'm, you know, uh, that's all I do is Love Boat equivalent work these days. But um, in terms of uh, yesterday, we were trying to figure out Rip Taylor because I was t- discussing, you know, whether or not I would be to make the New York Times obit, and you were insulting Doubtful. me by saying that I wouldn't and I said you know even the most rem- remote actors and comedians and so forth get it and this guy Charles Elmer Rip Taylor Jr. who's not he's a, yeah, I, I was actually a pretty famous guy you know Las Vegas he was on TV a lot but he was an American actor and comedian known for his exuberance and flamboyant personality including his wild mustache toupee and his habit of showering himself and others with feces no. No, confetti. Sorry. Sorry. Did it out. say confetti or does it say glitter? It says confetti. Um, but I Google searched guy who threw glitter. Anyway. I wonder. I if wonder, all of you, if any of you were out there wondering, who was Frank talking about? Well, it was. N- nobody was wondering. No. Nobody was wondering. And uh, in fact, I, I don't know if anyone's ever going to listen to this. And I was thinking that it's kind of, um, it, first of all, it's keeping me occupied and. I, I feel like I have a, a purpose every day. Today, I spend a, lo- a large portion of the day editing episode four. And even if nobody else listens to this, and this is just like our little sort of diary of the pandemic, it could have historical importance because it could be like like the diary of Anne Frank. I mean, I'm not comparing us to Anne Frank. No, I'm you not just comparing, did. No, 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 but hold on, hold on. You just compared yourself and me by proxy to Anne Frank. No. And I think you owe the audience an apology. I for that. no, I, that's not that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. Cuz she Anne Frank as we know is an heroic figure. And you're sitting now in a closet on a yogi bowl covered with a furniture pad and a blanket. Right. Talking shit. So don't you dare right. compare yourself. I'm in a, to Anne. I am not not in that regard. Okay. I'm not talking in that regard at all. I'm saying that say we both die, right? We both die in this pandemic. Okay. And people went back and found this after we died. Mm-hmm. It would be really interesting, wouldn't it? I doubt it. I don't, I don't think that... I think... I, I doubt that... Yes, I, maybe you're right. Do you think maybe. that if Anne Frank came back to life now, she'd be pissed that everyone read her diary? I wonder. I wonder. Uh, I saw something that a woman in... A, who lives in China, wrote about coming out of quarantine, that she was in quarantine for seven weeks over there. And one of the things that she said was that eventually the anxiety goes away. Oh, good. She said, don't think too far in the future. Don't plan too much in the future. The, The anxiety goes away and life returns to a new normal. She said, everyone wears masks everywhere. Mm -hmm. They all take their temperature before they go in and out of places. Right. So you were wondering, like, what things would change forever. And I think that there are some positive things that that will change. I think people will hopefully be more conscious of food waste. Like, mm-hmm. we're sort of rationing things here. Mm-hmm. 
and we're not mindlessly eating all the food as if there's just an unlimited supply. Right. We're careful about using too many paper products. Uh-huh. Right? Those are all positive things that could come out of this. I'm worried that Amazon's going to, how am I, I going to order my whipped fuel on Amazon? <laughs> you is, didn't stock up. They told you to have like, I a, know. like a 60 day supply of all, all medicines and vitamins. Um, yeah, I, I use, I use ripped fuel. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I don't weigh very much, but I, I and I obsessively run, but I like to, I, 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 does it work? Do you feel ripped? No, not really. I don't feel ripped. I feel, I, I, you know, ripped. Taylor is more ripped than I am. Um, I I don't know why I take diet diet uh, not diet fuel. It's it's not used diet. To, it used to be called diet fuel, and then they and then they took the ephedra out of it, and and then they started calling it ripped fuel. Is and it diet pills? I thought it was something to like boost your. It is. It is. It's not. It's not diet pills. It's it's their you know like their, workout stuff. Yeah, it's like workout stuff. It has no real. It, it's all caffeine. Really, it has no real real impact, but. I just realized that um, probably not going to be able to get it, and uh, it's probably not a bad thing. Yeah, probably not. You know, it's like some of the things that are going to change. There's going to be some changes around here, Frank. No more ripped fuel. <laughs> Frank wants to go back to the grocery store because he forgot to get his greens, his collard greens. Yes. Well, I am a creature of habit. I know, but you said at the beginning that you were going to try and. Switch it up. Try and try some new things. I know. Break those old patterns. I haven't been able to do that, and and I, as tr- try as I might, I'm I I I am not able to break my routine. I'm trying to break my routine. It's hard. I have to do the same things every day. It's I'm sure it's you know, OCD. But um, you know, again. Well, I, why don't tonight? Why don't you? Just not have the greens. Well. Just eat what everyone else is eating. I'll give it a shot. I mean, you always eat what we're eating anyway, but you also have a giant pile of greens. Yeah. Like a zoo animal. Yeah, it is like a zoo animal. Well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, not, and, and folks, I'll rep- report back tomorrow on it, on my progress. What else did you do today? Your pandemic day nine? Well, I, w- I got back to the um, hypochondria a little bit. I was convinced that I, oh, yeah. I had, um, I, I, I Google searched um is there uh, is a symptom of COVID nineteen post nasal drip? Because I was convinced I had post nasal drip um, and a metallic taste in the back of my throat. Um, Are those symptoms? I no. couldn't. I could. I couldn't get to the bottom of it. You know, there's so much. There's that so tells many. me that you couldn't find any evidence of it. So you you determined that to mean that it was inconclusive. When in fact, if nobody is talking about that as a symptom, it means it's not a symptom. Right. So, so you the, did get to the bottom of it. The and study is you inconclusive. You don't have coronavirus. My study is inconclusive. I'm still. We're still working on that. This is the problem with like everybody's giving out uh, medical advice all the time. Yeah, the thing that I have to stop doing is is waking up at exactly three fifty three a.m. and having a huge glass of wine because that's yeah. to, because midnight that's, waking up to drink more is yeah. not good. I guess, but although I guess it's like, you know, the, when I was coming up through the ranks, the bars in New York were open until four. So that would be last call, 3.53. They would, you know, they would so you'd be like, take a little nap in the middle of your bar time yes. and then go back to the bar for one last drink. It's sort of like, like a nightcap. It's sort of like I went to the bar. <laughs> exactly. I went to the bar. I had a whole bunch of drinks and around midnight, I went into a banquet and lied down and went to sleep. I woke up three hours later when the bartender said, last call. Yeah, and, and you're like, oh, give me a oh, giant yeah. glass me, of let wine. Let me have one more. Giant big, glass. Um, what do you call those big glasses? Tumbler? Tumbler, yes. Um, j- give me one more a, tumbler a of Chardonnay. Glass? 
Yeah, give, yeah. I'll have a pint. I'll have a pint of um, Pinot Grigio, please. But it, and then and then I and then I could, still couldn't get to sleep, so I put on my headphones and started listening to like random music. I don't even know what I was listening to. Uh, awful, just awful. So we speaking of music. That's we, my tale of woe. We said yesterday that we were going to call a friend, and we did call a friend. Oh yeah, we did. We had we had a very lovely talk with our friend Ed over in the UK. Last night. How's your pandemic going, Ed? Uh, we we decided to kind of start what you call social distancing on Friday, um, when the, all the schools stopped. And in fact, my son Frank had a very like mild cough, and as a result of that, our children weren't allowed to go to school. Whoa! Um, Can we confirm uh, that your son Frank is uh, patient zero? And that's <laughs> a scoop. Yeah, Frank. You know, he was the uh, the source. Of the we kept poor Ed up until five o'clock in the morning over there. Yeah, he was really annoyed. He wanted to, you know, we were we were, you know, basically doing a, an interview with this guy for two hours. <laughs> yeah, as if we're like from Rolling Stone. Like we I'm, were interviewing him about his music, yeah. and we were talking. I mean, we covered everything in that. Yeah. We talked about Morrissey. We talked about the Sex Pistols. Yeah. We talked about Politics. Rank, Rank and Roger. Yeah, <laughs> Ranking Roger, as you as you um, yeah. whitely called him. Yeah, like like I I thought I thought I was you know I was Tom Snyder interviewing. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. So I'm gonna work. I'm gonna keep working on that, and then we'll put that out. But the good thing about this pandemic, and and we is that I can't believe I just said the good yeah, thing about this pandemic. Yeah, there's nothing good. There's nothing good about this. But the one of the things about this pandemic and being and being quarantined this way is, it's almost imposed like this need to reach out to people. Yeah, like we haven't spoken to Ed Harcourt in in. Years. Well, we saw him on New Year's Eve this year. Right, but I mean, my point is, we don't regularly talk on the phone. Regularly talk to anybody. I don't want to talk. Like the phone rings, I run out the out the house. I don't want. I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. And you know, that's just me because you know I'm too good for most people. But um, (laughs) but it's it's brought us close together with him, and you know. So that's one friend. Also spoke to my mom briefly today. Yeah, we we had a nice talk with your mom. My old mom. Yeah. How's everything? I met you, Heather. Yes. And, oh, but, Heather, you must have had other guys you could have gone out with. I know. <laughs> that was always great to talk to her. Oh, she's a great old gal. <laughs> she's a great old gal. Yeah, she's she's in her 80s, and, uh, you know, she's got a, a touch of the, uh, what do you call it, a touch of the confusions. I liked when she called her friend. We were looking at pictures of her trip to New York, and we said, oh, who's that? And she said, oh, that old battle axe? Yeah. Battle axe is a good insult. Is it an insult or a descriptor? When my when I was a kid, my mom was the queen of curse words. <laughs> curse, a curse, she could she could she could begin a, a curse and it would go on for at least a good 30 words. Like you goddamn stinking sons of bitch and no good okay. goddamn son of a bitch and bastard of a no good son of a bitch and goddamn sons of bitch and bastard. She, but she would use different words. Right, those. right. Man, she was good at I that. never heard my parents swear growing up. I one time heard my dad use the F word when we were staying in a hotel and he didn't know that I was outside the door and he had lost the keys. And he was looking in the hotel room for the keys. And I had never heard him use that word before. And I remember it scared me. Hmm. Scared me a little bit. I used to think that you would go to hell. I didn't even, I mean, I wasn't a religious person at all. I didn't, but anyway, now now we all swear all the time. Yeah, but the, 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 there was no, um, there were no uh, 
restrictions on language in my household growing up. It was, you know, the the F word, the G word, the B words, all the B words. They were, oh. <laughs> they were all over the place, yeah. Um, except my parents were like crazy sailors, and but if 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 one of us said a, a swear word, then we get the strap. Yeah, I got in big trouble once because I said, shut up. Mm. I said, shut up, and I got in so much trouble. Yeah, I don't we allow that. We are way too lax with our kids. I don't allow shut up either in this house. Are you kidding me? One of our kids tells both of us to shut up five times a day. Right. I won't say which one. Nah. That's the girl. All right, folks. It's been an interesting uh, Today's Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, and um, don't let the sun catch you crying. Be well. Bye. Bye.